Welcome to the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast. All right, welcome to the 59th episode of the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast. This is part one of the More Energy at Work series. My primary goal during this series is to help you feel better at work and take your energy levels up five notches on the 10-point scale. So if you're feeling like a mediocre 5 out of 10, I want you to feel like a 10 out of 10 by the end of the series. Today, we're going to cover fuel. Didn't your mom always tell you, you are what you eat? Back when I was a kid, I used to eat my favorite sugary cereals before I would head off to class. Lucky Charms, Frosted Flakes, Reese's Pieces, that's what's up. (laughs) But nowadays, it just doesn't cut it. My body does not process these things like they used to, and now if I were to consume some of these cereals, I would find myself face down on the floor after my coffee crash. The truth is, when you're taking your business classes at college, no one teaches you nutrition or how to eat so you can be a better worker. In fact, I think that the principles in this are going to be more helpful than all of the freshman college classes I took combined. Today, we're going to be covering some fundamentals during this podcast, what you should cut out, add into your diet, and supplement if you want to feel better at work. And I'm going to do my best to make it practical because I know how incredibly hard it can be to stay on the wagon when you're very busy. My goal is not to give you this diet for you to implement and then crash and then stop and move on to the next thing next week. No, these are the fundamentals based on a lot of the things that I have read and things that I've gone out and experimented on and worked. I just want to give everyone a little disclaimer here. I'm not your doctor. This is just advice from my own personal experience and what I've gone out and read in some really good nutrition books and read in studies. I am by no means liable for your actual health. When it all comes down to it, that's you. You need to go out and consult a doctor if you have some serious issues. But what I want this to be is a really good example of what you can go out and possibly change if you're looking to implement some principles and techniques into your diet. All right, disclaimer over, and I'm going to break it down into three subtopics here. Number one, we're going to talk about the stuff that you should cut out of your diet. Number two, we're going to discuss how to fuel yourself properly in order to feel like a 10 out of 10 when you're off at work crushing it. And three, we're going to talk about the supplementals, so coffee, water, alcohol, all that type of stuff that does affect your energy. All right, we're going to talk about part one, which is cut the crap out. Cut the refined carbohydrates. And this is going to be the main focus of this subtopic here because in especially the American diet, this is going to be one of the biggest offenders and one of the biggest things that can actually start attacking your brain in the way that you feel when you're at work. We need to look really closely at the glycemic index of the foods we're consuming and how high glycemic index foods raise your body's blood glucose level. Studies do suggest that when your blood spikes too often, it wreaks havoc on your brain, causing your performance to be subpar. It will cause you to have these things like crashes. How many of you have had that cereal and that bagel and then have just felt like doing nothing afterwards, even if it was on a subtle level? This is really key, guys. There is such a strong relationship between these foods and the way that we feel. And there's even a strong relationship, according to these studies, between diabetes, the development of dementia, and glucose issues. But did you know that it can even impact you today, even if you don't have diabetes? A study in the journal Neurology that followed 141 people confirmed that people with high blood sugar performed worse on memory tests 
and found that they had a shrunken hippocampus. I always thought hippocampus sounds just like hippopotamus. The hippocampus is really important. It's the part of the brain that involves learning. As I'm citing these resources and articles, I'm going to make sure that I have them posted at the bottom of the descriptions just so you can read these studies yourself. I think it's important that you do see the research so you are convicted how important this is. It's really hard, trust me, I know, to cut out these high glycemic index carbs because those are my favorite things. But don't worry, in a little bit, we're going to talk about how we can actually substitute them in a meaningful way. And trust me, the way you feel, I cannot emphasize this enough, it's going to make up for it tenfold uh, from that short-term release when you are enjoying that white bread. So what are some of these foods that we should be looking to cut out since they have that high glycemic index? Well, what are some of the foods that we should cut out? And we could dive really deep, get advanced, and talk about every single food that we should cut out that has a high glycemic index. I'm not going to do that because I think, A, you can do your own research into this type of topic, and um, B, it's just going to be way too much. But I think from this one thing alone that most of us actually are doing wrong, we could eliminate 80% of the problem, and that's processed foods. These processed foods are the ones that are causing us to crash, the things that are causing us to feel more anxious, more depressed, and more lackluster. These are things like all the cereals that we consume, white bread, Cheerios, donuts, and especially those sugary drinks that we're drinking. I will post an article on the full list if you want to see a good uh, solid list of the high glycemic index foods to avoid, but Just think rule of thumb, all the processed foods that are prepackaged and the ones with 40 million different ingredients in them that you don't know what they are. This is key principle number one. And I just want to give a commentary on my experience because I know for those of you who are going to try this out, how hard it's going to be, especially if you've relied on these things for sources of nutrition. It was really hard for me because oftentimes I would complete a project and I would be kind of in hump day. Um, really stressed out from all the different projects that I've worked on. And the first thing I wanted to do was reach for sugar because our brains really do crave sugar as a short-term source of energy and for some release. And believe me, I did feel really good after reaching for some of the sugariest cereals that I ever had. But within the next few hours, I felt even worse than I did before. So the best piece of advice I can give people who are tempted to reach for those processed foods. One thing I might recommend is just finding some way to supplement that with some good snacks that you like. All right, we're going to talk about what those things are in a little bit and some good things that I like to eat. Just can't emphasize this enough. Cut these things out. There's a book that I read called The Brain Fog Fix by Dr. Mike Dow. And he actually recommends the 80-20 technique. So 80% of the time, eat really clean and cut all of these things out. And 20% of the time, you can let yourself cheat a little bit. But another thing he does recommend in the book is for the time that you're experimenting here. So for these next seven days, like cut them out completely just so you can see that the way you feel. And believe me, I'm telling you from experience, I this... This changed my life. The principles in this book 100% changed the way that I felt. All right, part two is fuel yourself. And this is the one that I'm really excited to talk about because it's it's never fun to say like what you can't have. In fact, I think that's one of the, the things that's really annoying about diets in general. 
this isn't a diet. These are fundamental principles. I do want to get the point across that fueling yourself is equally, if not as important as the things that you cut out, because this is going to be what makes you feel better at work. This is going to be what cuts away that anxiety that that really mitigates that stress when you're working on a project and you don't know if you can complete it or not. And this is going to really give yourself energy for the long haul. So we talk about the things that we cut out, which are those processed foods, the things with the high glycemic index. And what I'd highly recommend is replacing that with good sources of carbohydrates. And talking from personal experience, it really wasn't hard in the very beginning. So I'll kind of cut to the chase on some of the good carbs that have given me a lot of energy when I'm at work. Thing number one, one of my favorite things I've ever made to give me that source of energy is oatmeal. And oatmeal is a really good slow release carbohydrate that has made me feel full. And the beauty about oatmeal is it's so incredibly easy if it's made in its overnight oats form and it just gives that slow release of energy and it's versatile. You can mix so many different types of things with it and it's been really great. So how to make overnight oats, the easiest thing possible. This is a total Chris thing. I would recommend mixing in a mason jar one cup of oats, one cup of milk, I love organic, and a half a banana or full banana, and then shake it up and let it sit overnight, and you'll have yourself oats, and it is cold and delicious. And I like to mix things like nuts. I like to mix things like um, a little bit of cinnamon and berries with that. And this has just been an absolute game changer for me and recommended for anyone who wants a good source of slow burning uh, carbs. And this works as breakfast, snack, whatever. Some other things that I recommend to replace those high processed, highly processed foods. Um, so for instance, white bread, which is a pretty big offender if you're making yourself sandwiches and whatnot. I highly recommend sprouted grain bread, and this is what I've been buying every single week at the grocery store. And the most popular one out there, Ezekiel bread. And uh, the beauty about Ezekiel bread is not only is this a really good source of fiber, but it also has eight grams of protein, I believe. So really good for you and doesn't cause you to crash. By the way, I'm not getting paid by any of these brands or any of these books. Um, they don't even know I'm doing this, but this is just something that I really has been a game changer for me, for me and has actually really improved my life. So I hope you take that to heart here. For you pasta lovers, which pasta is another one of those things that can spike your blood uh, sugar and cause you to crash. I have a few tips here. Um, you can actually go out to Trader Joe's and a few of those other shows, other stores out there and get the brown rice version of pasta. Brown rice is actually another really solid, complex carbohydrate that's a good source of carb. There's brown rice substitutes for everything. There's brown rice tortillas. There's brown rice pasta. There's, I don't know, brown rice everything. <laughs> this is something that I would recommend for all of you to try substituting in there. Okay, I have a lot to go into, and we'll probably cover this in future episodes here. But if you can just implement one thing, which is replacement of good carbs, you might start feeling better immediately, and I would recommend you to try this out. All right, are you ready for the next part of Fuel Yourself? Get ready. My absolute favorite game changer is seven servings of fruits and vegetables. Woo! 
That's how I feel whenever I have seven servings of fruits and vegetables. All right, maybe it's after I feel after I've had three cups of coffee. How I feel after I've had my fruits and vegetables is more like, ah, like this steady release of energy and this solid feeling. And I'm being really goofy right now, and I'm obviously getting really excited, but I'm doing this because I, I fervently believe in this, and I've seen this type of change. So let's talk about vegetables just for one second here. Going to geek out here on the veggies. Our parents have always told us ever since we were growing up that we should eat vegetables. Many of the research and science confirms that vegetables are incredibly important. In fact, they recommend that you should not only be consuming five servings of fruits and vegetables per day, but you should be consuming seven servings of fruits and vegetables per day. And in a study entitled, Is Psychological Well-Being Linked to the Consumption of Fruits and Vegetables? This was published in Social Indicators Research by David Blanchflower. Um, They actually followed 80,000 people to see how fruits and vegetables impacted their overall happiness. And they found the people that consumed seven servings of fruits and vegetables per day were happier, less depressed, and less anxious. I I cannot emphasize how much this has truly been a game changer for me. And I've, I've said the word game changer like a million times because it really, <laughs> really has been. I, I, I think if you really, if you take one thing away from this episode, it would be to try this out just for seven days and see how you feel. Because this is what is missing, I would say, from 99% of the people listening to this episode today. Most people are not consuming this many fruits and vegetables. In fact, on average, Americans are consuming three per day. And no, potatoes don't count. Those french fries that you're consuming from McDonald's are not part of those servings of fruits and vegetables. The types of things you really need to be looking for are those leafy greens, which are the king of all vegetables and the king of the way that you feel. And in the book, The Brain Fog Fix by Mike Dow, he actually recommends prioritizing vegetables over fruits because when you overconsume fruits, they can definitely have that sugar effect. But vegetables are going to be the king in terms of getting all those healthy vitamins and minerals within your body to make yourself feel better. Let's dive a little bit deeper into these vegetables. And this is also straight from the book here. Um, he talks about folate. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Folate is a B vitamin here. And this plays a crucial role in making sure that we feel good. And it's even, believe it or not, been used to treat depression actually as a prescription. It's mind-blowing what this actual thing can do. And this is something that can actually make us feel less anxious, fight things like brain fog, dementia, and Alzheimer's. Where to get folate? As referenced in the book, he mentions spinach, Brussels sprouts, romaine, asparagus, and broccoli. So all of these green things, just think green, all of them have high levels of folate. They also mentioned things like lentils, kidney beans, and black-eyed peas. Other things that you will get from fruits and vegetables that are going to cause you to feel better at work are vitamin B12 and vitamin D. The thing about vitamin B12 is that most of us are deficient in it. In fact, about 40% of people between the ages of 26 and 83 have low levels of B12. According to Henry Silver in his article, vitamin B12 levels are low in hospitalized psychiatric patients in the Israel Journal of Psychiatry and Related Sciences. So this is something that can be found in organic eggs and fish. These are two really, really awesome sources of B12. All right, the third thing mentioned in the Brain Fog Fix 
is vitamin D. So you've heard about all about vitamin D and those Sunny D commercials, and you just think sun. And yes, it is true. By exposing yourself to at least 15 minutes of sun per day, you can get a really good amount of vitamin D here. You can also get these things from fish. Fish. Vitamin D, according to the book, is essential for the proper absorption of calcium, and calcium deficiency can lead to anxiety and depression. So in the book, they recommend also getting it from salmon and many of the fruits and vegetables that we are consuming here. All right, I'm going to talk about the Chris-endorsed methods on how to get these fruits and vegetables in your diet. And believe me, it's tough. Like it's, I am not by any means perfect when it comes to consuming fruits and vegetables. In fact, the last week I've been slacking and I've only been down to like three or four servings. So I'm really going to use this as my motivation to get back up to that seven level. One of the best ways you can get these fruits and vegetables in the very morning, what I'll do is create a shake. I'll put spinach in my shake. I'll put half a banana in there. I will put blueberries, which is a really good source of antioxidants. And in fact, I would recommend berries whenever possible. And I'll put a little bit of protein supplement in there. And instantly there is almost three servings of fruits and vegetables salads are another really incredible way to get this in there so another opportunity to get that spinach in there and a few of the other servings like bell peppers oh sounds so delicious and avocados which is another really really healthy fat that can make you feel awesome all right let's talk about one more thing here that has been really good for me and it has been getting my omega-3 content down So this is going to be a really good thing for your mood and cognitive function. Dr. Mike Dow says that this is one of the best fats for your brain to prevent inflammation, which does cause you to be in a fog all day. Inflammation really invites excess stress, anxiety, and even depression in our lives when work gets challenging. One thing that's been really helpful for me is increasing my fish intake. And this isn't just any fish. I recommend salmon above all because salmon can be one of the best ways to not boost your mercury levels, but boost your omega-3 levels, which is just absolutely key. Salmon, sardines, shrimp, and certain, not all, but certain types of tuna can actually be really good for your omega-3 levels. What I can do is post an article at the bottom of the description to show what are some really good, what's some really good fish to consume. In the article, Fish Consumption and Self-Reported Physical and Mental Health Status by Karen M. Silver and Kate M. Scott, this is a publication in Public Health Nutrition, they actually linked eating fish with good mood. And this has been part of my experience because studies have found that boosting your brain's EPA levels, which is part of the omega-3 framework, has shown wonders for boosting mood, preventing depression, and soothing anxiety. So... Within my experiment, what I did was I went out to my local Trader Joe's and I bought those little cans of sardines. And I know for those of you who think sardines are disgusting, like I get it, trust me, they smell. Um, But there's some really good canned fish that you can buy for inexpensive that's going to help you feel better. So try this out this week. Three servings of fish, see how you feel, add it to your salad, whatever. Thing number three, that coffee to water to alcohol ratio you got to get it down. And these three things are so important for the way that you feel, because if you, if you overdo any one of them, you're not going to have a good day. 
I really recommend cutting down, in most cases, people need to start cutting down how much caffeine they're having and what time of day. I love to stop my coffee intake at around two o'clock because I know I'll be in bed. The half-life of caffeine is six hours, which just is just incredible to me because it stays in your blood system long after you've been done drinking it, and this is going to disrupt sleep. We'll talk about sleep in another episode here, but you got to make sure that you curb your coffee. I've gotten it down to two cups and a half per day, and this has worked really well for me. So I would recommend finding what works for you in terms of your coffee consumption. Moreover, for every cup of coffee you have, you really need to be focusing on the water that you intake. And there are plenty of really good calculators online that will let you know based on how much you weigh, how much water you should be drinking on a daily basis. Believe me, water may be the missing piece for you. I know it was for me. And once I started to increase the amount of water that I intaked, um, I just I just felt so much better. And I felt like actually showing up to work and giving my best. A quick comment on alcohol, because this is another thing that I know a lot of Americans and not just Americans, people in the world are using to de-stress. Totally fine if every once in a while you want to have a glass of wine, beer, whatever, but don't make this a daily habit, especially before bedtime. This will disrupt your sleep, and especially if you have more than two, three glasses, you're just not going to be your best self. Cut down the amount of alcohol you have. In fact, I think wine is okay. Certain studies have shown that red wine actually can be good for you, and I'm not telling that for you to use it as an excuse to start drinking more. The key is moderation and cannot emphasize that enough. Give yourself a budget, like how many how many drinks you're going to have this week, especially if you think that this is causing you to have lackluster energy. All right, I gave you guys a lot. I feel like we're all kind of drinking from the fire hose by now. This is really tough to implement, especially right off the bat. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to post in the description of this podcast. So if you're on iTunes, Spotify, whatever, just pull up the description and you will have just a quick breakdown bullet point list of things to do and to try this week. Copy and paste it, put it in your notes, whatever. But I want every single one of you to try all of these things out and note it day after day after day. And it's it's just going to be incredible the way that you feel by the end of this week if you keep up with it. If you don't keep up with it, if you kind of half-ass it and do half of the things in the list, then it's not going to work. So really try to commit to this. And I want you all to write down, like we said earlier, on a scale of 1 to 10, how do you feel on a daily basis? So if you're a 3 in the very beginning, write down 3. And if you're 4 the next day, write down 4. But keep writing it down and stick with the program, and we'll see how you feel. But something tells me, my intuition tells me, that you're going to be feeling so much better after you stick with it for the next four episodes. All right, this concludes our 59th episode of the Career Warrior Podcast. This is part one of the More Energy at Work series. As you can tell, I'm just so fired up about this. I think this is just going to be a game changer for a lot of you and would love to hear what you think. Just go ahead and shoot me a message on LinkedIn if we're already connected. If we're not connected, I am Chris Villanueva, CPRW. Just look me up. All right, that's it for now, and I'll see you all on Thursday. And for more on your job search, make sure to check out letseatgrandma.com. That's where you can find our blog, where we post the podcast show notes and so many more articles that will help you in your job search. 
You can also check out our resume services if you are interested in getting your resume professionally reworked. And please make sure to show us some love by jumping onto iTunes and leaving us a rating. The support from my fellow warriors will show the world how great this podcast is and help other people in their job search. Pay it forward. Thanks, guys, for being true warriors, and thank you for tuning in. I'll see you next week.